0: Story in Bloomberg Business Week this week it talks about how the U.S. lags behind China in spotting cyber threats. Let's talk about cybersecurity threats and what software companies can do about them. Uh, Steve Koenig is enterprise software analyst at Wedbush Securities, based in Los Angeles. In our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco, though, on this Friday, Steve, nice to have you here.
1: Thanks, Carol. Thanks for having me. Tell me
0: what you're seeing when it comes to cyber threats at this point. Are we getting a better grasp on them? Or are they picking up speed, and we're not in control?
1: It's a race between the um, cyber criminals and the uh, people that want to protect companies and individuals. So it's uh, it's definitely an arms race on both sides and. I don't think you can say either side is has conclusively won or, or or will ever win, but certainly the threat environment is evolving very rapidly, and the cyber world is becoming a much more dangerous place.
0: How do you keep up to speed? I know it's your job. I get that, but I can't tell you how many times we have a guest on, and they're a new cyber company, you know, security company that's offering some service. Uh, you follow obviously the publicly held companies, uh, big ones, uh, smaller ones. How do you keep track of who's really at the forefront? Front of keeping everybody secure in a cyber world?
1: Yeah, fantastic question. It, it's, it's a really interesting market because there are, as you say, there are a lot of point solution vendors out there, uh, smaller companies with new innovative approaches. These point solution vendors are very agile, and uh, they are often, mo- most often, I would say, the source of innovation. And the, uh, the big security companies uh, and, the, and the big technology companies with security solutions, they face decline unless they can buy these point solution vendors. Uh, they do some organic development of their own. But keeping up with the point solution vendors, uh, mm-hmm. that that's thats definitely a, a big part of the job. These folks are, um, you know, they are innovating and they're coming to market with lots of solutions. Uh, in order to get their solutions to market, though, the uh, customers need to often buy through distributors since they, they just don't have the bandwidth to deal with all of these individual point solutions. You
0: know, it's funny. I just moderated a panel this week talking about kind of innovation and how do you monetize Innovation. In other words, make sure you're focusing at your company, whatever it may be, on the right technology or right solutions, right, that improves your bottom and top lines. Uh, and in terms of cybersecurity, everybody's like, you know, you often have to get a consultant because you just don't know who's the right thing out there or what's the right company for you necessarily out there. Um, so talk to me a little bit about some of the players that you're following and who you find to be kind of at the forefront.
1: Sure and and just as I, I want to get to that but I want to step back to your comments about how can can enterprises keep up with mm-hmm. with security with the, the threat environment and how, how do they figure out what to buy it, it's it's a issue of growing urgency because sea level jobs are on the line uh, with some of the exploits that we've seen recently And uh, in addition, the the shift to digital business is creating risks and new security needs as well. Um, And so, you know, there are a lot of different vendors in a lot of areas. Certainly, um, one way to think about the the market and how to to organize the vendor landscape in in your mind is to think about the different attack vectors. Mm -hmm. And uh, the primary vectors are network. Uh, And then endpoint, which is, you know, really the PCs um, and uh, computers used by the end users. And then you have email. Those are the three primary attack vectors. Right. And in fact, there, you know, I'd say there's no one company that is really good in all three (laughs) attack vectors. And so, um, you know, you look at some of the majors would be like a Symantec in endpoint, uh, a Cisco in network. In, uh, in email, you've got really the emerging leader in that category is is Proofpoint, which is a kind of a mid-cap company that's becoming the emerging leader in that attack vector. And then you've got a variety of point solutions around these attack vectors or around the analytics, really the security intelligence uh, and remediation that lets companies uh, try to figure out what, what the threats they're facing and what the exploits have been and then what to do to remediate those exploits.
0: What's the government's role in all of this? What are global governments? roles in all of this?
1: We're seeing... Or should more... it be? <laughs> or yeah. not be? Yeah. We, we are seeing uh, national security starting to drive a lot more government mandates. And in addition, we're seeing more and more regional initiatives. So in Europe, you've got uh, GDPR, which is really a, da- a new data privacy regulation. It's a set of regulations that will go into place in the spring of next year uh, that are aiming to protect consumers' data. So, with the regional initiatives and then the growing importance of national security mandates, uh, the government is, is has a role both as a buyer of cybersecurity and as an influencer of of the regulations that affect cybersecurity decisions. So, these mandates um, they can certainly help drive mm-hmm. uh, business for vendors. They also we're seeing, uh, in some respects, some balconization of the of the. VENDOR LANDSCAPE BECAUSE uh, DIFFERENT NATIONAL GOVERNMENTS WON'T WORK WITH vendors from, you know, potentially competing uh, nation states. And so you're seeing some balkanization of the landscape because of that.
0: Interesting. And the reason I brought up that Business Week story is it, it just talks about um, some work put out by Recorded Future, and they track stuff in the world of cybersecurity, and they found that America's National Vulnerability Database, it's it's a project run by the Department of Commerce's uh, National Institute of Standards and Technology, uh, and it looks at common vulnerabilities. And what they found that there's like a tw- an average 20-day gap between when China's data Their own database that tracks vulnerabilities in China from when China's database publishes information on newly discovered bugs and when its U.S. equivalent does. There's a lag. So, I mean, the government also needs to be front and center to make sure everybody's covered. Just got about 20 seconds here.
1: Okay, yeah. Certainly, the the um, the need to keep up with uh, the new advanced threats, zero day attacks, polymorphic malware, yeah. coming from both cyber criminals and other nation states, uh, it it couldn't be more critical, and it, it just it it drives the uh, spending uh, both yeah. from businesses and government.
0: Great chat and great information. Um, thank you, Steve Koenig, enterprise software analyst, Wedbush Securities, based in Los Angeles, in our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco on this Friday. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio.